the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. You're listening to Pullin' Weeds Off Course, another installment of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association official podcast with a focus on off-course industry folks and their relationships with superintendents and the Carolinas GCSA. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome into another episode of Pulling Weeds Off Course, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. I'm Alan Knight, and I'm joined by Tim Krieger showing me his congaree belt. Yeah, I was going to do a tweet update for uh, Wally from last year on my collection. We've added a few. Yeah. Did you get him Wally's master pool? Wally Gresham, that is. No. Um, oh. And we can talk about that if you'd like. So he's been doing, what is this, the fifth one now we've probably seen recently? Fourth or fifth fourth, that we've yeah, been included yeah. in? Yeah. The second one last year, I sent him a, a personal message on uh-huh. it. I said, hey, man, I ain't got Venmo. That's kind of high yeah, tech. Yeah. Can I just mail you a $20 check? And he never replied. I won one. I won two years, uh, three masters ago, I think. How much was it? A couple hundred. Did you pay taxes? It was smaller. It? You didn't pay taxes? No, not enough to pay taxes. Although if you they win got, another one. We got 64 on this one. At 20 bucks a piece? Mm-hmm. Is it winner take all? No. There's prizes? Places? Top three. You know what? I didn't get invited to this one. I think it might have been because I asked him if I could mail him a check on you the might. last one. Just give Richard Brown 20. He'll, send, he'll Venmo him for you. Oh, Richard's got Venmo? Richard's in there. You got Venmo? My wife does. <laughs> I love And that you know what the funny thing is? The, the only person she Venmos is Wally Gresham. Really? Yeah. For what? For these, he does open, yeah, he does a major pool every time. So I can just give you twenty today for the you next could, one. You could, you could, just so I can be in ahead. Yeah. What about that twenty you tried to give me the last time? Who? Can we just can use that one? I don't remember that twenty. <laughs> You're like, dude, you gave me this twenty or whatever. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pulling weeds, everybody. Welcome in. Who's our guest today? Can we talk about that? Hunky Yoon, the USGA business development manager. I don't care. He's USGA USGA. No, that's what you got to care about. Is he's not. Typical blue blood guy. True. That's what I'm trying to explain. But this, yeah, it was a good interview. It's a good one. I, I, I'll tell you, when I first met him, it was very enlightening because it, it didn't feel USGAE. I've been around the USGA a bunch. Into an, I haven't been there, but, you know, he is definitely the new USGA. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do too. Well, and I think that's where we wanted to have him on to try and let people know not only about their new products and services, not that we're getting a commission or anything. but Be nice. Um, well, yeah. Damn it, we didn't. No. We'll hit him up for that. Um, but no, it's. I'm not going to say the South was in a rut for 30 something years, but it was the same product over and over again. And so now, with new agronomists, new leadership in the regional affairs office, business development manager living here, new approaches to everything. Correct. Um, yeah. Moving the R and D Iron Byron down to Pinehurst. Um, it's just it. It, it all kind of is coming together, and we've always been partners with them. Yeah. Just, I don't know that it was promoted as such, maybe. Just because I think it was such a, it was a one-day expense compared to having Bill come over, basically, Anderson. Right. Um, and I think what we've, we're learning is that there's so many different things and they're flexible. Especially, like Hunky will tell you here in a little bit, I mean, if you're a superintendent and, and you want to get engaged with the USGA, pick up the phone and call Hunky. Yeah. Um, and don't feel like there's a me. form that you got to fill out. I mean, it could be a customized product or something. Yeah. That was very, what we got coming up, man, is very interesting. 
I think it's going to be great. I think the best part is the hostage situation um, yes. and how it un, um, plays out throughout that. But yes. for those of you all who may or may not remember Alan's bane of existence on Twitter being the USGA green section not following pulling weeds. Yeah, I was a little upset about that. We may or may not have had some traction on that in this episode. So yeah. if you're interested in the outcome, I'd, I'd, I'd jump in and listen to the rest of this one. Just hang. It's a good interview. You will enjoy it. Yeah, well, let's get to it. They've heard enough of us already. Well, hey, welcome in, everybody. Here we are uh, in our office in Liberty with a pretty esteemed guest today um, as he laughs. But um, we'll we'll say uh, he works for a very esteemed organization here in the golf industry. Uska. Uh, Uska. Who's created a new nickname for Big Al with BFA, but we'll get into that later. Um, So, straight from the United States Golf Association is their uh, Director of Business Development? Is that close? Sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Hunky Yoon. Did I say that right? You said that right. Welcome in. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you for for being here. Now, go ahead and lay down what you said right before we start about the subjects you will not discuss. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no <laughs> topics yet. Let's get so, that going. So before every meeting, I like to say, okay, these are the ground rules. This is what we're going to cover. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say that to you guys. So I have, I have a few different ground rules that I want to uh, uh, lay out with you guys. First, rule number one is we will not talk about the rules of golf. I don't know anything about it, and I know the USGA. Anytime I talk to anybody, say I'm from the USGA, all they want to go up to is, is rules. Yeah, what, yeah. You know, whether they're big fans whether they think they're stupid, whether they ask me about some rules, things like, you might as well be talking about like aerospace engineering because it's, it's, <laughs> it's about the same level of knowledge that I have. Second thing, just because it's in the news, I will not talk about amateur status, so we'll, we'll move on from there. I will not talk about the U.S. Open. It's a hot button subject for a yeah, lot of people. Yeah. I'm not going to touch that. And the fourth one, it's sort of ironic, uh, talk, considering what we're talking about is I'm not going to be talking about turf grass because I don't know anything about it. I barely be able to mow my lawn. We rely on other people to take care of it. As long as it looks good and I don't have to take care of it, that's all I care about. So. Well, with that being said, let's get the Chambers Bay in the conditions. At uh, <laughs> no. So seriously. Uh, so what the hell are we going to talk about today? I'm gonna, I have one rules question for you. I got a question on every rule he just no, laid no, no. out. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had to attend one of those workshops? I did. Okay, the four I, I, day. I did one of, so not the four day. I did okay. the two ha- half day ones yeah. so only because uh, I was writing an article about it. So before my current job, I was in publishing. I worked for a number of magazines. Then I started in the communications department at the USGA. And occasionally they want us to write about different things to promote and oh, yeah. create awareness about the different things we're working about. So I was trying to, like, can you write, like, a humorous article about rule school? I was like, I that is an oxymoron right there. But I, I sort of attended for a couple of days. Uh, thankfully, a friend of mine was one of the instructors, so Ooh. I was able to, like, um, uh, you know, make faces at him and try to get him to laugh. But that was sort I of the, the fun I had. Did you have to take the test? No, that, that's a no test. That's a no test one. Uh, so who that, was your instructor? Uh, the guy's name is Rob Ockenfuss. Okay. So, a, yeah. So I've been about six times myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did so you I'm, take the test? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't pass the first one, you got to go back. He's on what, round seven now, right? Do you mind yeah. if I ask you what you what Now, this score? was the old rules configuration. I think my highest was 75, 74. Okay. But okay. we did have a guy in our office at one time who had the highest score, right? At Phil Pendergrass at one point? Well, we also know Joe probably had the lowest score. Uh, there was a threshold that we, that we weren't supposed to make clay in the 40s that made it so. So – is that with that score? Were you able to officiate any? Events? I already was. Oh, uh, you already were. But I wasn't doing USGA stuff. I was doing South Carolina I, stuff. I don't. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, so one thing I learned about whether you're officiating or, or writing articles was as as a as a newspaper guy, 
you only have to do is stay, stay half a step ahead of the people that you're working yeah, with. Yeah. That's all you need to do. So, so that's if, if you sort of can talk a good game and sort of look at the rules, and that's, that's fine. And we always had a walkie-talkie. I could call yeah. the boss and ask, yeah. you know. So, yeah. uh, All right, so you've not, you've, you have been to a rules seminar just for the writing purposes, and you lived in New Jersey? Was it Far yeah, Hills? Yeah, so I, I lived in um, a town called West Orange, which is about – exactly 13 miles due west of midtown manhattan so okay. a lot of my neighbors they all went into the city and stuff like that i went the other way to it's now called liberty corner by the way it's not okay. hills anymore huh um oh really yeah yeah so it was about a 40 uh, so they long story the name of the town it was always liberty corner okay but the mail went to far hills which is why people know it as far Hills. Uh -huh. so okay that's, that's the change right there huh. so i used to commute 45 minutes thankfully against traffic yeah uh, of a drive um uh, every day for probably eight years until um, summer of 2019. My wife's from Greenville, South Carolina, just down the road here. And so we, we have two little ones now, four and two. Nice. And we, uh, with um, family support and, and feeling like, hey, I was traveling a lot. And when I'm away, I want them to feel uh, safe and comfortable. And, and so I said, oh, let's let, you know, arrange with the USGA to move down and work remotely from down here. So um, so it's a little different pace. And, and then, of course, COVID hit, and then it sort of changed. changed. Everybody's yeah. in the same boat now. Right, but, right. Uh, we, we, um, we we feel good about the decision. It's it's Unfortunately, we haven't been able to take advantage of Greenville, which is an unbelievable city. So anybody listening, if you ever come come want to visit, just let me know. We'll, we'll hit it up. So we good. And you're in business development. Correct. What does that do? That basically means um, I'm trying to help um, create awareness and promotion of all our, you, you know, USJ Green Section solutions, I call them, the, you know, the course consulting visits. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk about Deacon in a little while, the Green Section record, all the education, so that more people can um, take advantage of it and use those products, and, and, and we're able to get more of our expertise out in the field. So uh, it's, it's a, you know, a little combination of marketing, sales, uh, promotion, social media, what, what have you. So whatever, whatever I can do to help... Uh, create more uh, uh, engagement with our customers, the better. Gotcha. So what was rule number two? Uh, no amateur status questions. And you know, here in Greenville, you have one of the record holders yeah. for the longest ever tenure before getting his amateur status back. Who's that? Charles oh. Warren. Got really? Ten year sentence. Yeah, really? he's yeah. off of McAllister, right? I did downtown. not know that. No, yeah, no. not far from you. So he's okay. a, yeah, yeah. That's all I was going to. I was, really wasn't going. He's like two or three him. years from getting it back. Maybe. I think he got it back. Oh, did he? I think it was a seven-year sentence. He okay. Died. Okay. That's pretty long. I did not know that. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, longer than Dillard's was. Right. Right. And I think Dillard. No, I don't know who won more. I think Dillard did. I don't know. Did Charles Warren win on tour? or Was he close? He won on Corn Ferry. Okay. He didn't. He didn't win on PGA Nationwide. At the time, Nationwide. <laughs> ben Hogan. It yeah. might have been when he played <laughs> Nike. or Nike Tour. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been. It's been a while, but okay. um. No, he and he was a couple years before Lucas, and I'm pointing like everybody can see it, but we've got a poster up there too, um, with Clemson being right down the road. Yeah, big fans of those guys, and that was when Lucas won the thing in nine. Um, but Charles won the national championship in '97. Yeah, I do right. remember the name because I was I was uh, working for Golf Digest at the time, and I was covering the college beat, such as it was, mm -hmm. which basically mean I, I could write one story a year. It was always about, and when I started, it was, it was Tiger was, was, was a sophomore, and then it became like um, a couple other players. So I got to actually met, meet Larry Penley. Oh, really? Going back to Clemson. And yeah. He was a great guy. I loved talking to him. So Just announced uh, retirement. Oh, and did he? he got his 82nd win yeah. this week, wow. which is now the ACC leader. 
And the he, kids have won three out of the last four for him in his last season. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. So yeah. He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. I haven't talked to him in a really long time, but I always enjoyed running into him at events, you know, whether it was NCA and things like that. So he's been here for what? Since 86. Time. Wow. Yeah, okay. I think that's right. 86 right. or 7, right. I think he took over. Yeah. So when were you at Golf Digest? So I started in 1995. Okay. I was there until when, 2000. So that's when Tiger, Tiger was a sophomore in 95-ish? Yeah, so he, he um, so we, the Golf Digest, we hosted two college events back then. One one at Hilton Head. Really? Uh, Palmetto Dunes. That was Golf World, technically, yeah. which was the same company. Okay. Tiger came to play that. And another at the Woodlands in Texas. Wow. So he played the Arthur Hills course down there. Yeah, that's a tough course. I remember that because that I was down there either the summer after and had someone playing with me and hit it on some certain hole and had back hole location and the ball held and he's like tiger didn't even hold that green yeah. and i was like whoa what huh yeah, i think it's that 17th hole i think so it's basically a blind tee shot to a bowl fairway and then it's a, it's a sideways green sideways right? green and it's got water right in front of it i mean it's almost impossible to hold to play. i think he took an eight there or something and lost the event or something like that yeah so, yeah. so to get Take you way back big guy getting the usga did you start writing and then turn into the role you're in now? Or? Yeah, so I, I was um, the last sort of private industry, private industry job I had, like I call it that, was uh, with Lynx Magazine, that okay. I had, which is where I met my wife. So that long story of how I get back here. Gotcha. Um, and so um, wanted to get back up to. I, I grew up on Long Island, just outside of New York. Lived in New York for a long time, um, and so. I got hired by the USGA to work in their communications department to be writing and editing. Yeah. And so I started there, did that for a couple of years, but then sort of got tired of it a little bit. And so when opportunities came out to do other things besides write and edit, I sort of grabbed at it. And it was a good good transition because um, it came at a time when the USGA was starting to do other things. I mean, USGA for 125 years was doing championships, right. doing rules, handicapping. Um, green section was there for 100 years. But then... Um, when it came time to have a greater impact on golf courses, they wanted to do beyond just the turf grass. Um, you know, the research part of it has been there for a long time, the education, the visits, but um, tackle things like pace of play. So I actually started the pace of play project uh, way back in 2013. Man, that's... Really? Yes. Yeah. Did you coin forward tees for us all then? No, forward tees actually started before that because that was like part of the, the uh, tee at forward project, which started before I was on. But I was part of the, remember the while we're young uh, oh, yeah. ads? So yeah. I, was, I was part of that. I, di- I didn't come up with that phrase. Someone else sort of did that. Yeah, but that's I was sort cool. Of, um, getting, uh, making that part of the. the uh, so eight years later, um, how much progress do you feel like you made? Next subject, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it. real quick. John Mermot. You ever worked with John? You know it's not your fault. It has nothing to do with uh, anything. No, but I, I, I do feel like we're, we're actually... So the, so the thing that we're trying to do... I'll get back to the John Mermot question later. Um, so the thing that we're trying to do now is... So that, that became... The Pace of Play Project became part of, of a new group that became known as Research Science and Innovation at the um, USGA. So it was myself... It was this guy, Matt Pringle, who was in the equipment standards section. He was yeah. an engineer, a very smart guy. And then a, a, a sort of a, another engineer named Scott Mingay. So the three of us formed the group to sort of uh, test out different uh, scientific technology products, um, formulas, things to solve golf, some of golf's problems, but doing it in a scientific way, not just with slogans. So to really study what causes <laughs> pace of play. 
um, what, what causes bottlenecks and what are some of the things that courses can do to be able to, to um, alleviate pace of play. Because ultimately, the, the, for a long time, when people talk about pace of play, well, who do they blame? They blame the players. They blame the golfers. Or, or the golfers blame each other. Um, the courses say, okay, well, you need to move faster. Well, it's really not that simple. And until courses can do some of the things, and, and things can include tee time intervals, can do things like um, the actual design and architecture of the course, um, where tees are placed, course conditioning, um, to be able to set up, set up your pace of play better. And then you can sort of focus on, are there certain players or groups that are slowing groups down. So sure. it's, it's that, 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 and then we've taken that approach and tried to apply it. And we, then we merge with the green section about a year and a half ago, two years ago, then we're, we're, we're doing a lot of the same sort of things uh, to apply to expand some of the green section work. So when I did rules officiating with SCGA events, like I say, like I, I just carried the radio and pointed at the ball and they <laughs> called somebody, right? But um, I remember it was always, it seemed like with this generation, and this would have been the early 2000s of the longer hitters, that it was the par fives. Yeah. Everybody waiting to go in two. And it, was, it seemed like what was happening in very high-end, well-played amateur golf was the same thing that would go on in like captain's choice events. Mm-hmm. So it leads right back to what you just said that it's not necessarily well. I want the golfers themselves, but yep. it's course setup so, or so timing to, and yeah. pace. So to give you an example from some of the data we've collected, so so what we get, what we found is the biggest weights and bottlenecks happen when you take a four hundred about a four hundred yard hole because what happens there is that players hit their tee shots. Average drive is about two hundred yards. Okay, from there they got one hundred ninety, two hundred yards in, and they feel like with a great three wood or a hybrid, they can reach the green. So they wait for the green to clear. So what happens then? Everybody, it backs up everybody behind them. But if you if you shorten the hole to 370 yards, okay, let's go back. At the 200-yard shot, they wait for the green to clear. You're waiting all that time. They hit. What are the odds of hitting the green with a 200-yard shot for the average player? Right. Very, very slim. Yeah. So wind up, you know, you hit it over here, you hit it over there, you get in trouble. It takes a long time to play in and hole out from there. Meanwhile, the group behind is still waiting, and they're waiting. If they had a shorter shot, um, they, 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 it slows down that, that cycle time or gap time, as we call it, so you move a little bit faster. Or the other option is actually make the hole longer so that you actually have a longer shot in. You know you can't reach the green, so you end up laying up, and you keep moving, and it actually frees up the flow. Nice. Everyone around that. So, so the, sometimes the solution to pace of play is not what you would think it is, because it's really not about, when it comes to a satisfaction level, our research has shown, it's really not about the time that a round takes, but how you're spending time. If you're waiting and you take longer, and the round takes longer, it's actually more satisfying than a shorter time. Um, if, I'm sorry, if you're not waiting, sorry, right, right and, and, and the round takes longer, it's actually more satisfying than if than you have a couple of long waits within that round. So. Oh, I can tell you, I've played yeah. a couple four-hour rounds before where we felt like we waited every shot, yep. and we're just yeah. miserable when you get done. And you look at your watch, and you're like, well, damn, we still played in four hours. Right, right. Well, the reason I got so excited a minute ago, when you talked about research and pace of play, yeah. did you ever factor, did you ever look at the hit-up process when you let a group play up and then go through yeah, we never we never sort of that's such a rare occurrence to be honest yeah. with you that we don't we don't have much data on that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a I'm not a fan of it most yeah. of the time. Sometimes certain places but 
Yeah. I was hoping he had some data to back no, me up. Uh, so you're talking about like the folks on the green would just mark their ball, get out of the way, let yeah. them hit their shots. Next it would be all be up. short of the green and around the green as he's yeah. just describing. Right. Yeah. They putt while they're up there yeah. walking the chip or doing whatever. Yeah. It has some merit because what's happening there is you're, you're still doing what I call golf activities, which is either walking towards your ball or getting ready to hit right. instead of just sitting there and waiting, waiting for the green to clear. Yeah. So the, how we collect that data is through little GPS loggers that we hand out to golfers. They have them in their pockets or they clipped. And those things um, um, collect your position every five seconds. And so you know, okay, well, this person has been waiting on, uh, on this hole for this amount of time huh. before they move to the next. We've set up little gates and things like that. It's all very complicated. Can we sign up for a couple of those? You can do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Dude, I'd tote one of those around just GPS? to be part of the absolutely. plan. Absolutely. Are you feet on the ground at tournaments? Or not? I am not. Okay. I mean, I, I have worked at tournaments, but as communication, so like right, writing but, the stories and things like that. Okay, but not yeah. now in the current position. No, I do not do yeah. that. Uh, so business development manager, are you traveling at all? Uh, I have not traveled. This is the furthest I've traveled in a year. <laughs> well, let's say let's say if it weren't COVID, would you have expected to have traveled? I would have expected to travel. So More business meetings than events, I'm assuming. Uh, business meetings conferences uh so when i started the role early 19 is that 19 or 20 i'm sorry i can't not keep track of time i was at the pga show and okay. gis I, I stayed the entire time two weeks okay yeah we were on the tail end of that down in yeah, orlando down in orlando so okay. um and that was it well i did that and then i went to i was out in california i was up in new I, so I, yeah i did travel a bunch and then march 13th i can still remember it hit and then I have nothing ever since so but I think it's starting to loosen up a little bit so it's I think we're, we're doing we're I think it was the eighth for he and I it was the night when um Kaminsky came up and had gotten mm-hmm. off of a plane oh really yeah and John Kaminsky had just flown in okay. from like five flights in seven days and we were supposed to do a podcast like this with him okay at Highlands and he walked in white as a ghost talking about he had a fever and stuck his hand out I was like oh really and then the next day we had 12 of our local presidents in here and you know like we didn't know anything and i called big al panicking i'm like dude we need to take this serious we don't yeah. know yep this is like we had one case in south carolina mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. and so i remember we didn't shake hands with anybody that morning and then that thursday we canceled our meeting and yeah the following sure, monday sure. everybody stayed home yep yep so it was yeah it's crazy how you it remember certain things yeah. like that well i remember because i flew on march 9th i had to go up to new jersey for a meeting where I, that was a monday right that was a monday so yep. i flew up here from green greenville that morning flew back that night and then the reason i remember is we had we were supposed to have a um all staff meeting in new jersey like a couple of weeks later so part of it was trying to plan what we we're going to do for that and then the email comes out i think like a wednesday or thursday after that saying everything is canceled yeah and then that friday we um family went down to hilton head for a few we were supposed to stay for a few days my in-laws rent the place down there so we we're going to stay down there and that day it was friday the 13th mm-hmm. and so as we're flying i get the email everything shut down on that day so we were down there and then we're trying to figure out when we're coming back because we hear all these stories oh there's a case i mean you know you know the rumors columbia and so we drive back we we leave hilton at about like do we have to go through columbia yeah now? 6 p.m <laughs> And I swear, it was like we were trying to drive. Like it was a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, we were trying to not get out of the car. We had to stop because we had. A, it was uh, um, Darcy was the youngest one was uh, not even one at the time. So yeah. we had to change diapers. So it's like, how do we do this with as minimal contact as possible? Because we didn't know any information. Right. We we're just trying to say, how do we get home without um, 
without losing our minds. Basically. Yeah, because this was pre-mask talk, any of that kind yep, of stuff. Exactly. I mean, the only thing we'd seen over there was what was going on in China, unfortunately, yep. at the time. Mm-hmm. And the news reports, and that was when they started scrubbing the cities and sure. doing yeah. all the... Anyways, all right. Yeah. So, back to this. So, I think the reason we wanted to have you on is that you and I had the opportunity to sit down um, and speak a couple weeks ago yep. just about golf in general. Mm-hmm. Philosophy, right? Yep. Just kind of... Just, yeah, Enjoy, I really enjoy that conversation. Yes. I do too, yeah. because in the Superintendents Association realm here, yes, we are one chapter of GCSAA, but I feel like with some of the resources that we have because of our conference and show, we're able to provide a few more resources maybe or benefits to our members and stay engaged in the game more so than just the turf grass side. And I think some of our members truly appreciate the fact that you know we've got the lobbyists in town and, and things of that nature. But when you and I talked, I think it was – Good, and I think it'll be good for our listeners to maybe understand a little bit better about where is the USGA green section right now, right? Like who, who's who, who's the turnover? Well, um, I don't know why they don't follow us on Twitter. Um, I, did gonna, I not mention that to you? Really? Okay, that no, that, that's well. I should have had the fifth element for, but, but they <laughs> the do. Rolls. But they follow my wife on Twitter, but they don't follow pulling weeds. All right, well, I'm I'll, a little I'll, upset. I'll, I'll, let me send that. the text right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, let me ask about that because I, I, I don't, I don't control the Twitter yeah. uh, feed, but I'll, I'll, I'll thank you. At our next staff meeting, I'll bring it up. Hey guys, <laughs> I will just tell you this: that Big Al, that was a bone of contention uh, when they started that. What six, right. seven months ago? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he sends me a text one day. He's like, I see they're following you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I was, I liked their very first tweet. I was like one of the first twenty. I think I made the the have protocol. You, but... Have you liked their tweets? Oh yeah, we follow have them. You retweeted. Uh, are you actively engaged? are you actively engaged with our Twitter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a social media yeah. manager, these are keywords. You need to I am. Up we are. Big no. Um. So I met Tyler Riggin. Okay. And Tyler is the regional Southeast affairs director for the Southeast. So okay. So he he is our main liaison with um, what we call our allied golf associations, like the Carolina Golf Association, yeah. the South Carolina Golf Association, as uh, who are. Who do handicapping and run our um, qualifiers and and are sort of our um, field um, representatives in yeah. some ways. And then, obviously, uh, in with some of the other associations, National Golf Course Owners is right in Charleston, where Tyler moved to. Um, GCSA chapters, um, other associations, organizations with the industry. Have so they tried to get him to rent an office down there yet? I believe he has an office available if he wants to use it. You know, you have one here too. You know what? I, I, There's two you can choose from. We'll show you after will, the show. We'll do that. Considering it only took me half an hour to get here, it was a lot huh. less time than I thought. I might, I might take you up on it. Well, Tyler did mention that I think he would be excited to come meet with you just to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Is that on air? Um, so but so Tyler took kind of Kathy yeah. Gordon's Kathy role, Gordon's maybe. Job. Correct. Yeah. And so he, well. he's got not only the responsibility of the Allies, but also working with um, the agronomist. Is that correct? Like somehow or another yeah so i think that's i guess that's a segue into talking about a little bit about how we're approaching quote-unquote business development for the green section so okay until so let's let's back up where where do you want to start and, and well if, i guess what my main question is who's our new addison well he we are in the we're final doing final interviews okay and hopefully we'll get something announced within a few weeks so uh chris hartwiger who is based in Birmingham. He's the head of the course consulting service. He he has I think he's a little busier because he's had to pick up some of Addison's. Sure. Business. He lives down here. You're gonna have to take exactly, up. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So 
Um, I, I do know that he's mentioned in past meetings that the Carolinas are a focus for uh, visits and, and, and for getting more engagement, to, to use the popular word right now. That's, word. That's why they hired me. That's why I okay. they hired. Um, and, and Tyler is helping to do that as well, to sort of, hey, could we work with, say, the um, Jack's group or Biff's group to, to say, hey, can you can you tell more people about what we do? Because I don't think enough people know, that people know the USGA as championships. They know us for rules. They know us for handicapping. But they don't know that we have 11 agronomists around the country who can help the course um, provide and provide information and best practices and research to help them uh, run their uh, business better. I mean, in terms of better playing conditions, things like pace of play, um, a tool uh, a, a, that we, we have just announced, we're going to talk about, I guess, Deacon, um, that we have um, a magazine, uh, an education magazine that provides great information. So we need more people to be aware of what we do. Considering this, the size and scope of the organization, the green section is, is severely underrepresented, I think, in, in terms of when we, when we go out and tell people about what we do. I think it's almost under-understood. That's true, too. If yes. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and you and I talked candidly, and I think it'd be good for our listeners maybe, and we can always cut these parts if not. Um, yeah. But one of the challenges in the Carolinas, and you mentioned working with Jack and his team, is mm-hmm. that they have an agronomist. Yes, correct. And so there's a price structure difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of the more affluent clubs, mm-hmm. they love the USGA brand attached to any of those reports. And there's others that I think would love those services, but unfortunately maybe don't feel like they could afford the half day or the full day visit. And that's where you guys are looking at working with some organizations, maybe our locals or some regional supers or folks to do, I don't know, we call it bundling or something better <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better word. Um, where you can get guys together maybe and, yeah, and do I mean, something. There are a lot of different things we do. We can guys get guys together. If, 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 if one of the scrum wants to host an event for uh, and invite some of his colleagues over, we can, I think the whole point is that, um, you know, you had um, an agronomist who's very good at his job. He's, he's out there, his visiting courses, he can't, he's, he's too busy trying to organize some of these events sure. or trying to make new contacts with people. Um, and so the, clearly the more people are aware of what we do, um, the more impact and reach we can have. It's just that first part is, 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 is not within, it's just hard, it's just hard for the agronomist to do because they have so much else going on. So sure. you need other people to do that. So if, if you had a, if you, if you looked at it like a business, you would have a marketing team, you would have a sales team, you'd have things like that. We're, we don't have things like that. So uh, we're trying to um, do some of those stuff with the resources that we have. Well, and that's where hopefully we can help do our part here today, at least with just an introduction for some of our listeners and our supers who do pay attention to it, to let you guys know that, I mean, I don't know if this is the right statement, but it seems to me like the feeling of the USGA that I had known is morphing a little bit. Maybe as we're moving forward in the last couple of years in particular, it seems to more, um, I don't know, more blue collar instead of white collar, I dare say, with some of the barstool engagement and some of those things Absolutely. to try and bring some more attention to yeah. the game. Plus, you guys I, are moving down here, too, so we got to figure out a way to work together, right? Absolutely. The, yeah, I, I assume you're referring to the Pinehurst uh, oh, announcement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, absolutely. I think um, you know, the image of the USGA, even I had it before I worked working here, was, you know, Blue Bloods, Ivory Tower, and... Far Hills Tower. Far Hills Tower, Golf House, which is, you know, I was, I was funny because we, we were um, was telling some people um, in the industry, I was like, you know, yeah, I work at a golf house. And this guy goes, do you know how arrogant that sounds? 
was like, I never thought of it. It's just a place I work. No, it's an office building with electricity. Badass. That's where yeah. I go. Yeah, What's the exactly. problem? <laughs> so, but you know, I it's, didn't it's, even it, think about that yeah. either. That's yeah. never crossed my mind. No, it hasn't crossed my mind. But I think, but that's probably tinged because of all the other stuff that the, the qualities the USGA has been, has been known for. But um, so I think we're, we're we're slowly trying to change it. We're trying to be more open. Like the rules, I said the rules, the rules modernization. Broke his own rule, yeah. Rules yeah. modernization. Um, Sort of uh, being more accessible through Twitter, like Green Section Twitter. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it, it reduces some of the mystery or uh, or some of the barriers around it because more people can engage with us. So the, the more people know about you, is that the, the one you can't be. get to follow you? Yeah. Oh, I've already got. Are you on Twitter? I am USGA's. on Twitter, but I do not. Oh, hold on. It says from pulling weeds, dear USGA Green Section, we are going to hold. And I need your Twitter handle hostage until you follow us back. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He, I think yeah, it's just my name. Just my name. Yeah. Perfect. Are we... Is this yeah. Is this an appropriate joke in the theme of what's going on around here right now? But Should we be holding anyone hostage? <laughs> Our world's a little upside down right now. Do we have a funnier way to do this? <laughs> There's no hostage situation could I, to go could on. I send, could, I, could I send the coded message? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where were we? That'll be good. That'll I'm be, sorry. That'll be the key. Coded message. Speaking of the golf house, have you been to the museum? Yeah, I, actually, my office was in the museum. Really? That's like one of my... You said, have you been to the museum? <laughs> <laughs> That's big Al for you right there. <laughs> Normally, it's an agronomic word we get him to pronounce, but that was our setup question for you. That's on my bucket list to go visit. That's a cool place. Yeah. yeah just let me know anytime you want to go. Well, I uh, will. You know, I, have, um, I, have friend, I have friends. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Golf in the area? Golf in what area? Golf house? New York in the golf. There's, there's golf in there. Yeah, there, there is golf. I'm in there. adding that to the there's list of the museum the visit. Yes, there's golf in the area. Long Island golf. Well, it's funny because I grew up on Long Island. Yeah, I grew up. I started playing golf when I was 14, 15, and I my dad played, so I started went along with him. Um, but until you leave the area or until you get some more experience, you don't realize that every golf course you play is one of the best courses in the world. I had that in Hawaii growing up. It's ridiculous. I played when I was a junior and a senior, and I look yeah. at all those places now, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I could go back on vacation. Yeah. So you got to play. I mean, just roll the five of them off the tongue. Well, I mean, in high school matches, okay, yes. we got to play uh, Garden City Men's Club, okay, uh, Nassau Country Club. Wow. Piping Rock. Uh, the Creek. You've heard of those places. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we had, a, I mean, I wasn't good enough to uh, play in AJJ events, but we had uh, the Metropolitan section of the PGA had the junior tour. I played in a few events. One of the events we went to, Maidstone. You know, 16 years old, barely know how to play, play golf. No People idea what play, you're doing. No idea what I'm doing. No idea what I'm doing. That's my problem with taking my 15-year-old to Pinehurst right now. Yeah. He, he's yeah. Not, they're just not experienced enough to understand or appreciate it. Yeah. So it wasn't until later that I realized, boy, what I would give to be able to go back and play some of those places again. No, 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 no. That's the question. What are you going to give <laughs> Big Al and I to go play this? <laughs> we were supposed to have a trip set up last year, actually, to do Fisher's Island, oh. Maidstone. And, man, there were two others. And, I, I mean, I don't even remember, but it just blew me away. So you didn't? COVID. Yeah, yeah, it kind of screwed things up. So yeah, Fisher's Island's on my list. I have I have not been there. So, but I guess going back to the the green section here, I think part of it's awareness, right? And that's Correct. part of where you're at. Mm-hmm. And one of the challenges is the business development manager Correct. is is creating awareness for them. Correct. Um, 
we're going to see what we can do to continue to help and grow that partnership. And, and as I told him, I mean, the USGA has been our closing act for our conference and show for however many years now. So I think one of the great things is, is that with you being here in Greenville, mm-hmm. you can come to the show this, this year. Yep. Same with Tyler. You ever right? been to Myrtle Beach? Don't brag about it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to guess what I, I've driven – I've skirted Myrtle Beach. I hear that. you. Is that right? My man knows. All right. All right. <laughs> he said, did you not hear the part about where I grew up on Long Island? Uh, <laughs> something about ham, something, ton, yeah. something. Yeah, anyways. Um, um, no, that, absolutely. I would love to do that. I appreciate the, uh, the invite. Yeah, no, I think it'd be great. I think this year especially, um, it hasn't been formally announced. I mean, I don't think this is a formal announcement, but all indicators are looking very positive for us to be back at the beach November 15, 16, 17 this year. Perfect. Yeah, looking forward to our, Okay, I'm going to put it in my calendar right now. Yeah, right under all the right. request all of right. getting Alan followed on the green section. But Yeah, I understand that all these invites have a condition. They're probably. So, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty we'll right. On that. That's right. <laughs> He's a smart man. Yeah. I didn't put a condition on that one, did I? He understands they come unwritten. Oh, those are, I mean, those are implicit. I mean, yeah. I can see it in Alan's eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's still trying to see country club. I'm just beady-eyed. Oh, naturally beady-eyed. Oh, that's funny. No, um, podcast, man. I want to hear about this podcast. Well, that's where I was getting ready to go. So part of his awareness campaign, right, that he mentioned as well to me mm-hmm. is that the USGA may be in the business of making some money here someday too. But what do you mean by that? Well, like. I like think trying they, to sell something instead of just well, you know technically, I mean? courts consulting service. I mean that, that, that you have to pay a fee. You got to make do, money. And their merchandise what? tents. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. but that's it. Like well, what else? Well, well membership I mean, dues. I think Lexus or Rolex fees? probably gives yeah, them a little no bit of doubt. money. We get a little money from them. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's this little thing called TV rights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And opens yeah. and yeah. so <laughs> what we need to do is we need to get your research tied into rounds for research then. So, therefore, the USGA and the GCSAA can be doing all together and saving some of their money that they're spending specifically on research for the good of the game grants. So, that way we could go the, grow the game at the same time. Yep. That's just my master plan that I'm trying to plug right now. But, I um, hear you. Yeah, awareness. You guys are going to launch a podcast. Yeah, we actually have one episode in the books. I saw that. Um, yeah, with Adam Miller as the host. Adam uh, is the... Uh, can you explain to everybody why it's not spelled Miller? You're going to have to ask him. Okay. What, what's it spelled? M-U-E-L-L-E-R. So people say Muller or Moeller even within the USGA, but I was led to believe it was Miller. So. Dude, I tried to correct a guy the other day who yeah. may or may not have been having some kind of important meeting with him last week. Okay. And I was like, hey, dude, just a heads up, it's Miller. He's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Oh, really? Call me back. You were right. Sorry. I was like, dude, I tried to help you out. But anyway, sorry. Adam yeah, was no, the first Adam's one. the editor of the, of the Green Section Record. He still okay. does visits. Um, you know, he's... Um, you know, he spoke and, at our show last fall. Yeah, he's very, very good. And um, he's going on paternity leave in a, in a few weeks. I don't know if he's going to continue to do it or someone else is going to do it at that time. But, um, yeah, we have high hopes for it. We're going to get our agron- agronomists to take turns to come on. We'll get some experts, I think, um, you know, whether it's a superintendent, um, whether it is an academic, a researcher. Hey, we, we may even get Alan on it if he can yeah. get to follow. Oh, um, I'm in, baby. Um, That'd be awesome. <laughs> we're going to do this episode on Big Al's take on rule school one through six, and then we're going to put him through seven this fall. Flag stick and pins. That's a whole other episode. Oh, yeah. What do you call the thing they stick in the hole? What do I call it, or what am I supposed to call it? What are you oh, supposed to call it? it? What are you supposed to call it? <laughs> he has no idea of the flag history. Flag stick. Correct. But you call it pen? No, I call it flag stick. Okay. Well, I, 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 here's the thing. Walking around Golf House. 
if you call it pin, people look at you funny. Yeah. So you guys learn to call it flag stick. Correct, correct. But the one thing I'm having trouble with now is now water hazard penalty area. Yeah, I haven't. I still call it water hazard. Because I still call it water yeah. hazard. Because so there's no, there's the, haz, the word hazard is gone? It's gone. Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, again, penalty don't area. ask me about rules, but you can. No, I was you, asking you're Alan. Sneaking, you're sneaking me I up was on asking this. Alan that. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was looking general, at Alan. The penalty area is yeah. what it is. Penalty so area. have we talked about hole location yet? Or no, that was next. That's hole location. Yeah. Hole location. See, not just hole? No. No, no. That's a whole different one. You saw it on Twitter with your boy <laughs> Colby. I saw you calling him out, too. What? He and There's Morton a, have had a long-standing argument about the difference between hole location and just hole. Pin sheet. Oh, that's hole interesting. Location. And pin interesting. sheet. And Matthew argues that hole location is redundant. Yeah. Because the hole is it's actually location. located somewhere. Yeah. But the, well, yeah, but you could argue the hole is the object itself. There was a salesman this week, though. Who, I need you when he's around. Yeah, yeah. There was a salesman who, on Twitter this week, on Thursday's round of Masters, said, look at these pen placements. And I said, it clearly says hole locations at the bottom of the sheet. <laughs> it does. <laughs> on the sheet, it says hole locations. No, but what's funny is people want, it, it's like when people want to sound like they don't talk about it, they sort of mix it up and say, pin location yeah. sheet. <laughs> or hole placement sheet. So they get it half right. Right, so right. Hey, I give them effort for trying. Yeah, yeah I, let, I try to let it go. The first time you said pin, was it like a scolding lesson when you were corrected? Nah, like that you'll no, never it's, forget? It's the culture. You sort of pick up on it. I mean, it's 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 in the rules book. Yeah. It's in um, in, in meetings. So, you know, you, you're I, quick, you catch on pretty quick. No, I got hat with the visual reference. When he's sitting at his desk just barking at me, picks up this pin. <laughs> not a pin it's a flag yeah. Like, oh, hey. yeah look yeah. I've only been here two weeks so yeah, I'm learning right. right and like any other organization some people are, are more intense about it than others but yeah. it becomes a language that like I assume Amazon has its own language that they use Golf Golf House USJ has its own language yeah. that's all it is yeah but that's done stepped out into the world seeped out like all over well, like, uh, yeah you, you need some sort of yeah you need some sort of and and the and the book is your communication the rules book and, and a lot of other things so I, I i would imagine that nearly everybody there has really no problem if you call it a pin so yeah. if we're not allowed to talk about rules can we talk about the decisions book then Ooh. <laughs> no that's still rules that's still rules worse than the so here's here's i get to work at the golf association right like i don't know anything i'm a retail fundraiser guy who just played golf and we have got a 1999 decisions book signed by Payne Stewart. Really? Yes. That we ended up I selling the first golf ball for like a hundred bucks, and I'm sick that I didn't even buy it. How did, how did you get that? I don't know. It was in my office when I got hired. He was at I think the Monday after the Masters or an event. Uh, okay. And somebody just had him sign it. Okay. So it's in somebody's house in South Carolina right now. But yeah, I I remember going down the hall. I'm like, why is this thing so big compared to the rule book? Yeah. And somebody's like. It says decisions. I mean, I didn't even know. Like, what does that mean? That means somebody already made the decision. Why we got rules? You know, like, <laughs> right. I, anyways. Yeah. So yeah. the the best way someone explained to me is is you got the rules of golf, which are fairly self-explanatory. But you're playing golf in a 200 acre area. There's a lot of variables, and a lot of things can happen, and you need to be able to cover all sorts of contingencies. That's why you have the decisions. And then you get the, the ball in the chair at the Masters, or like last week with the girls or whatever, where it's in the back seat of the chair. Oh, Anyhow. I didn't see that at the Women's Amateur? Yeah. yeah. All right, so who's your host for the podcast? Adam? Adam is the host. For all of them, going forward, even... Uh, well, we've had one, so but he's, he's the, the host. That's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, and we want to get a variety of guests, but again, still in, in keeping with the green section record and a lot of the... 
speaking that we do at conferences and, and at, at GIS. Tell we him. want to make sure that education. Now you're good. Tell He's him. good. He's being very soft. Okay, don't tap the table. It's a joke uh, on our show. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was I was trying to I talk with my hands, which you can't see, obviously. Um, uh, so education and um, uh, sort of informing our audience is the key. Is uh, sort of one of the keys. Uh, All encompassing show. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I think anytime you do, you start something 10 episodes in, 20 episodes in, I'm sure it's different than what you envisioned. Right. You, you, you sort you of think? take changes <laughs> based on the guests you get, the well, topics you get. And I think every episode hopefully is a learning experience for the next one. But my, my hope is that, you know, for example, before the U.S. Open, we'll probably get a, a, the, uh, a number of guests, and whether it's Darren Bavard, who is our championship agronomist. Again, I, I said I would not talk about the U.S. Open, but here we are. <laughs> You're well, not. You're talking about people. We're talking about people, right. Yeah. Or you get, we get the super. We're talking about the podcast. Uh, you know, it would be great to get um, someone like John Bodenhammer on, who is the, who is the course setup. Just talk about things, and, and, and I think it would be great insights into a little bit of what we do, because, um, again, not enough people know about what we do. The more people know about it, the better understanding we have. And, and when we go out and talk about things, they sort of, hey, I, I have a better idea. Let's see, we can we can we can have a conversation based on. Is that. there going to be any entertainment in that at all, or is it just strictly business talk? Like, does Adam cut up at all, or try and keep it light? Uh, Sorry, did he, did he do on the first one? I haven't listened yet, Hunky. You haven't listened yet? Have you? You're asking I me. I did listen. So I did you listen. Know. <laughs> what? Did uh, I'm gonna listen as soon as I uh, uh, caught a lie on here. <laughs> you, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to ask Adam that. Okay. No, I was just curious because I was gonna make a big plug for for our listeners. We've we've heard that one of the reasons that this show is is appealing is that it's not just straight agronomics, right? Our yeah. guys that you get are some high end supers, assistants, whoever, folks in the industry, and it's not just. It's 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 a way to keep you engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not just listening. So I just wanted to give a big plug to all of our listeners that says, "Hey, you know, if you're looking for a new podcast coming out, pick up Adams on the USGA, the Green Section. Yep. You can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, everything. Yeah. Um, just go uh, to the no, USGA. I don't want to say everything. Uh, uh, Apple certainly. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. Uh, They'll get it everywhere. I'll find out. I think you can get it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's everywhere. And I, I think promise. we'll um, maybe on the next one we'll do a little cross promote. Al, I think if you retweeted their episode, they might follow us. We'll see. We'll hey, what see. Are, get, get Adam on. Get Adam on to come talk about this. I'm going to listen to it on the ride. He's home. up north, right? Yeah, he's in, he's based in Pennsylvania. There's some good golf think, in Pennsylvania. I, hey, eastern Pennsylvania, Far Hills, Long Island, Westchester, Connecticut. Summer could be a nice little road yeah. trip for you guys. We got to go. We only do these in person, so we got to understand go, that. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Are you still going to be a hostage then? Or are we going to have to take you back <laughs> to Long Island? Is this what I'm hitting take, at? Take me up in the trunk of your car. That's fine. <laughs> we'll pick up Hunky on the way because <laughs> oh. he's 15 minutes out of the way. Actually, Alan, you need to come up the night before. But yeah. 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 I don't. Mm. I don't know if he wants to road trip with us. Like, we don't even road trip anymore. <laughs> oh, really? I'm just kidding. No. COVID. We blame COVID for everything. Uh, that's tough. I, but I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that um, things get, get back to normal because um, it's, it's been a tough year and a couple of months. Well, and how did you guys continue to develop a program launched, which seems like coming out of COVID? I'm assuming Deacon has been in the works for years before 2020. Yeah. And y'all didn't just stay home and come up with something new. No, Deacon was. We were ready, actually, ready to launch last year before okay. COVID. Um, so Deacon, for those of you in the audience who don't know, is our 
online uh, course management tool. So for agronomy, for for uh, no, we have some other things for for turf grass. For uh, so uh, before we get into a little bit of some of the things we can do, so Deacon, if you're wondering, is Deacon Palmer? That's Arnold's dad. Arnold's the dad, superintendent for superintendent for fifty years at Latrobe Country Club. He was all fifty there. Fifty there, and then yeah. for last thirty or so years, he um, he was the pro. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's funny because his. Jerry Arnold's brother was the superintendent after Deacon passed, and now the gentleman they have is only the third pro, I believe, in in Latrobe's hundred year history wow. or something like that. Close ninety four year history. It's amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. It was like Seminole when I met Hal Hicks down there. He was only the fourth superintendent there since nineteen twenty six. Yeah, yeah. And he just retired this year. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Nelson is, is yeah. down there now. Correct. Yeah. You ever uh, been? You ever played there? Seminole. No. I've driven. I've driven by on on A one A. Just I, I'm trying to guess. Is that the hedge that blocks the? Or is this the hedge? Oh. You know. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've not been. So. Yeah, you need to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need to go yeah. too, Tim. So, did you know that that house that the superintendent lives in, right next to the maintenance barn, is where the Harmon boys grew up? No, really. When Mister Harmon was the pro, pro? there. So, like, we're sitting that. out back having drinks one night, and he's like, you imagine little Butch being six or eight around here, chipping balls onto the six green right there? That is awesome. That's, that's great. That's pretty cool. That is pretty Sorry. cool. Go no, ahead. no, absolutely. That's great. Um, so, it's, uh, it was actually, the idea came from Jim Moore. I hope you, you guys know Jim Moore? Not personally. Okay, but you've heard of Jim Moore. So, Jim Moore worked for the Green Section for 30-some-odd years. He was, um, at, the, at the end, he was the director of education before Adam. So, okay. Adam took over for him. And... You know, as he was visiting golf courses, he was noticing that golf courses of 150 acres, 100 acres, 100 acres irrigated turf, all maintained turf, etc. So he had the observation: is is that you know are all of these acres of turf really being used in the same way by golfers? So, yeah. And therefore, is it really efficient to maintain you know all the resources, all the labor um, in the same way? And he was guessing probably not. So he he thought of this way where he can measure how much, uh, whether it's by acre or by area, it costs to maintain different parts of the golf course, and then overlay that with these little GPS units, the maps. Yeah, I was about to say, y'all, what you talked about pace of play, you had done to map out where golfers go. Yeah, that's, that is what we do now. Uh, okay. But they start, that, that technology started with pace of play. Okay. And then Jim, we worked with Jim to add, apply it to the, the uh, golfer heat maps. Wear and tear. Over. Yeah. Exactly, the yeah. wear and tear. Um, and so... So he, whenever he would present this idea to different superintendents and golf courses, the answer he would get back was, yeah, we can't really take that area or convert that area because you don't know our golfers. They go everywhere. He's like, well, we, is that really true? And, and then to go back to the earlier theme about using data and science, let's actually find out yeah. where golfers go. And so he developed this program for handing out these little GPS units, giving them to golfers, having them um, play their rounds, getting them back and then overlaying those hotspot areas on the map of the golf course and then figuring out how, how, how am, I, am I prioritizing my resources the right way? Um, what am I spending in this area and can I be more efficient in doing that? So, so that was the genesis and we sort of um, started work on that in 2016 with an early version because before that Jim was working with Google Maps and these in, in, elaborate intricate Excel spreadsheets and you looked at it and you, you could be a... a an actuary or a CPA, and you'd love it, but no one else would. So huh. he's one of those things. That yeah, no, I keep to. that. Yeah. Hmm. So we, we the, the sort of what we came up with, and that was the aforementioned Matt, Scott, and myself. So Scott was the main engineer 
for that to basically take that, how do you visualize that data and make present it in a form that's easy for everybody to understand, not just superintendents, but the GMs, the pros, boards, owners, what have you. And so that's where Deacon was formed and we sort of uh, converted it to a slick format, uh, put it on, on, the, um, on a web-based, uh, cloud-based platform. And we had some beta customers, have had some users, and we launched earlier this year. So Man. that's where we are. Yeah. I'd heard that about the tracking and where where you can learn that nobody really uses that area over there. You don't have exactly to right. maintain it. that's not it. necessarily just for the point of taking it back to a native area or transitioning it or something. It's maybe mowing it less or Correct. you know just less maintenance touches, yeah. for instance. Correct. Or, oh. Yeah. I mean, I think superintendents instinctively know because they see the wear and tear. But to be able to show that to other people. So how does the... um. The walk mowing of the inside of the fairway line fit into Deacon. <laughs> Did you see that yesterday? No, what was that? That's the big. Somebody had a picture from um, one of the guys on eighteen, uh-huh. and from the you know these high def cameras now are just tearing up the way Augusta looks. Yeah. And certain, there's a there's a there's a hand, there's a walk mode line. Okay, on the fairway inside the first cut. Really on the hole and they're like is, yeah. you know it's, is this over the top you know yeah. there's this battle going on back and forth so, so theoretically what Deacon could do with the right information could tell you exactly how much that cost the wow yeah. yeah because of the labor that went in yep. the cost the of acre, the acre the, the actual area of that and then what, what happens is you have this map of the golf course and that's fully editable you can change okay what, if, what happens if you take this bunker delete it what happens if you move it what happens if you change the mowing lines what happens if you so is this a monthly service it's what a is this? yearly service so, so this is like an online subscription. How do online. people get involved? So, uh, so first of all, they can contact me. Well, how do they find you? Hyun at usga.org or Twitter at Hunkyun. Okay. Um, you notice he didn't leave a cell phone like I've made the mistake of doing <laughs> on a podcast, folks. Breaking news: USG Green Section has followed us back. They they did not want you to get stuck. Okay. So you got friends on all your right. side all of it. All right, sounds good. And he never even texted anybody. No, nope, we got it resolved though. Nice. I'm curious, who did you did you really? Yeah, they just followed us back and said, we can't have that happen. <laughs> you might have gotten a phone call while this is going on. Well, my phone is, uh, I've, I've turned notifications yeah. off, so we'll see what happens. Oh, that's uh, great. Seriously? Yeah. All right. So somebody is paying attention. Somebody. Is that Adam? Great. Is that Adam behind that? That's we probably think? Matt Patalona. Matt Patalona. Thank Matt. you, Matt. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Hey, can we meet you this summer when we come <laughs> see the museum? Yeah. And Hunky sees it for the first time? <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, they can so call you. Yeah. Or can they go to the USGA? You go to, go to, uh, go to USGA, our shop, gsshop at usga.org. Um, gsshop. What is that? Green section shop? Green section shop. USGA.org. Um, have some more information. They can sign up there. Um, so, but if you, I, I'd be happy to give anybody a demo of it. You know, that's that's probably the best way for anyone to know because it, it sounds good. I mean, we're talking about it and you can sort of visualize it in your mind a little bit about what it's about. But unless you see it, it's a pretty powerful tool. To have you applied it to a home loan yet? What was that? Have you applied this to a home lawn yet? Home lawn? No, no, not yet. <laughs> I need two of those trackers. All right. Well, actually, four. Two for the dogs, two for the boys. Uh, and let's see if I've got some areas that I right, can spend that a little good. less time yeah, I on. thought you said home loan. I yeah, said, I did too. Uh, home, home lawn. lawn. No, I'm home not lawn, making yeah. a joke about the cost. No, yeah. I want to know if I can put it on uh, the house. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, yeah, we don't. Um, you can, technically, you can do it for any any turf or any, you know, we, we, we kind of see, hey, like a office campus or something like that. Like 20,000 square foot minimum? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Man, you can make that work. So the the other the other thing we can do is is um, 
sort of surface management, green surface management data collection there. What do you mean by that? So every day uh, you pick, say, one green and you keep track of what you do on that green. Are you mowing? Uh, and, and when you mow, you can collect the clippings. You so you clip volume. Clipping volume, exactly. So I, I never know what people... Yeah. I, I barely know what I'm talking about, so I, I'm assuming... We'll help. We'll help. Yep, exactly. But there are some people who don't believe in clip volume. So here's the thing on that point, and we'll mm-hmm. let you finish. I had a guy standing in that copier one day, and I, I can't even remember who it was. And he made he looked over at me, and he said, my wife says that golf course superintendents are the stupidest people ever. And he, he says, well, why did you say that, honey? She's like, because you know every single thing that goes into your green, mm-hmm. and you know how much it goes in, when it goes in, why it goes in, but you won't do that with your own body. That's true. Blew me away. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because exactly. it was like they lose sight of themselves Yep. Yeah. to take care of something else. Mm-hmm. And if they would regiment themselves the same way, yeah. like with eating every three hours right. or you know, right. hydration, except, yep. anyhow. That's sorry. exactly the same point. Uh, it, it keeps track of everything you put in, everything you do, um, and then also the playing quality. And right now, the, the what, think about, okay, go back to, we talked about pace of play. That led to work in golfer experience and golfer satisfaction, especially the on-course satisfaction, because ultimately, what are we all doing this for? Fun. To try to help golfers enjoy the game more, because we all know, until COVID. I make money. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's giving you that money? Golfers were paying dues or, or, or green fees, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if they're not getting a good experience, they're not coming back. They're not giving you more money. How are we going to retain the 54 million new rounds last exactly, year? Exactly, exactly. And when, when, when you ask anybody about what it is about around the golf that, that affects your satisfaction the most, greens. Yeah. Okay. okay. And right now, what do we, we measure on greens? Speed? Every day at 2 p.m. Yeah. Due to Jackson Hole. Yeah. Okay. You, you didn't follow that either? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, my gosh. 2 p.m. stunt meter. There's a yeah, I know that. I know yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, no. There was a job posting by the GM at Jackson Hole Country Club that okay. had OEM matter readings at certain times of day, stunt meter readings. Uh, at certain, like, it turned into a T-shirt campaign. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. okay. And a new kid just took the job who's okay. been, well, I say kid, he's probably older than me, but he's Kudos like a 30-year-old superintendent, and he has, like, jumped in, and okay. he's All like, right. I'm wearing the T-shirt. And <laughs> so, okay. Well, I'm new to this. So I'm going to have to learn all this yeah. stuff. It's Twitter, man. You're a communications right, I gotta be guy. we got to get yeah, you back on the turf Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm out of communications, but I need to get back in a little oh, bit. So. I, I just think about it. If I'd stayed in journalism, I'd have to be on Twitter constantly. Oh, yeah. Dude, you, know how, you know the impact that would have on your children? Oh, I know. Yeah. You'd be losing so much time. I know. Like, I bet the last year of your life has been amazing for fathering. It has. It has. It has. I mean, you know, it's funny because I felt guilty. Because I, I talked about before about going to a PGA show and GIS for two weeks. So the day I left, drove down to Orlando. I'm sorry about the aside, but I... No, yeah. that's what we're here for. Um, I drove down to Orlando. So I dropped my son. He was three at the airport. He's turning three. I drop him at the school, okay? And then I go to Orlando. He doesn't see me for two weeks. Yeah. So when I come back, I drive him to school when I come back, and he just will not let me go because he thinks You're I'm going to leave him for another two weeks. Man. Yeah. It just broke my heart. I and mean, he did that for... Until COVID, until for another month. Yeah, wow. So now I feel a little bit better that I'm able to wake him up in the morning and put him to bed and, you know, all that stuff. So, so he'll at least be close to old enough to understand when you have to travel a little bit, but the little girl's little probably going to go through the same well, I think it's going to be tough for everybody because um, he's just... You're not home. They're all used to being... I used to travel so much. I used to travel a lot. Um, 
But now I'm home all the time, and I think it's going to be the first trip is going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Now, your wife's probably like, I can't wait for his ass. That's that. the way I feel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't say yeah, that. Well, not for everybody, for, for, for a couple of people in the house. Yeah. So, no. yeah, so it's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be tough. But you're, you're in a good spot, though, right? Like, you've got family here as well, yeah. your wife's family. And so when you travel, it wouldn't be like you just moved to a new area and it's leaving your wife and two children at home where you don't know anybody and she's got a. I mean, you got people there. She right. That, that was the whole idea of moving out. from New Jersey down. So we had friends, but you know, if if you if you're sick at two o'clock or you got to you got to do something an emergency at two o'clock, you can call your friend. You can't call your friend where you can call your mom. Yeah. That there's a difference. And my parents were too far away to do anything, um, and so now we have uh, aunts, uncles, parents, um, in-laws. My 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 um, father-in-law has um, two. Uh, brothers that live right in, in the same area. We got cousins. We got, you know, even um, uh, our, our kid's great grandmother. Nice. She, she's ninety one, and she's she came over by yesterday. She loves hanging out. So you know what all that just said to me? What? That first, whether it's soccer, football, basketball, whatever tournament they got the bleachers filled. His son, yeah, has to play in, and they realize it's fifteen bucks a person to show up for that game, <laughs> and they just spent one hundred fifty bucks to watch the game. You got to pay to get in your son's games. Uh, some of these basketball tournaments, yeah, it's like really? twenty five bucks for the weekend. Wow! Oh, sorry, that was a big table. That was a big one. Y'all want to see a life hack? See that general admission thing that's around my wallet? Yeah, that's so I don't put it around my wrist because it's the same one every weekend. Man, <laughs> that's I may or may not saved a few bucks. There. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that that that's so when that was the whole idea is that's amazing. is to be able, when when I was traveling, there would be a sort of a safety net. And now you've got a network where they're going to grow up, you know, I'm assuming hopefully all goes well and they get to grow up in a community, stay there, not have to move around. Like I was a military brat. So those kind of things to have family and Mm -hmm. friends in an area growing up, that's pretty special. Yeah. So I, I I feel blessed and, and it's just, you got to take that bandaid off that first trip. Well, we're going to, we're going to, um, abuse you a little bit then we need to put you on the road and. Go some places, you know what I mean. We got to set him stuff. free, man. We made a deal; he's free to go. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe what we do is we maybe you can drop his son off at my house. Well, then you put him to work on the yard. No, 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 no. That's the, you know my kids won't even help with the damn yard. I tried to get them to mow last weekend, and they wouldn't. I'm teaching Luke how to mow. The lines aren't. He's not mowing lasers. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm a little concerned. <laughs> like I got a nice pro stripe. Yeah, Tim. so I don't want to come home and yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, well we'll, you, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that point. Hopefully, where are you yeah. at on GPS stuff for maintenance equipment? What do you think? Are you guys well, involved in that research? We at can all? we can put that GPS stuff on equipment if anybody wants that information. No, I mean like uh, the robotic equipment. Do you have a feeling towards that? I don't really have a feeling yeah. toward that. I'm assuming it's going to happen pretty much for. If, it's you, coming if, if, car, if cars are any indication, I have a feeling it's coming. So you hit something there, though. But those, that, that, the, the GPS tracking, the Deacon yeah. software, or the, the components yeah. that were used by the golfers, you yeah. could use that on maintenance equipment as well. Sure, absolutely. Because, you know, what's really crazy to me is that you see the cart footprints that mm-hmm. some guys are doing mm-hmm. now because of the well, this single rider GPS stuff. Mm-hmm. And they can follow the carts all over the golf yeah. course. And they had one day mm-hmm. in, like, the whole like yellow line instead of green and the golf course was covered in yellow. Yeah. That might be something that I think our guys would find some interest in, if nothing else, for tracking their employees when they take 10-minute breaks and sit underneath the tree. <laughs> yeah. Would you do that without them knowing, though? It's like there's a difference between you tell them about it 
Uh, it's ethics, right, right? For a little bit. Oh no, you tell them. Oh, you tell them. Okay, but then oh. it might change their behavior. There are some in this Carolinas who kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> I can see when you're in the tree. Yeah, Alan's bumped into a few of those guys in his recordings. I have. Yeah. I was filming three guys, and uh-huh. they decided to have some fun right there on the green. I was like, guys, I got a camera pointing at you. I mean. Really? Yeah. 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 They were curing their cataracts, I guess. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I get you. Yes. I get you. I, get yes. you. I, get you. I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. Speaking of cataracts, what was the first car you drove? Uh oh. A Plymouth Reliant K wagon. My, my, a wagon. Car. Wood paneling? We've not had one of those. No, we haven't. No, not wood paneling. No. It was a cloth, like tan cloth seats. <laughs> that thing was had about seven horsepower. Beige? <laughs> Beige seats. But no, it was a blue car. Tape, tape player, eight eight track. What we have? Uh, tape. It was tape. Yeah, yeah. Tape yeah. That, was, like, that was that was that was an insulted question. He's no, no. I, I saw the look in his face. I'm not that old man. You trying to I mean, I, you know, the hair is not quite. You know, uh, I remember eight tracks though. I mean, I remember eight track, but yeah. I never had an eight track or played. Mm, my first car did. Man, my grandmother yeah. did too. My first car, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had one of them. Well, all right, we could go on here for another hour, or at least I could. Um. But for our listeners' sakes, I think we've been over an hour, and we try and keep them at that. But is there anything that you'd like for our listeners to know about the USGA that maybe they don't or that we hadn't covered today or just anything in general? Um, so I think USGA agreed. I mean, let's let's USGA green section because that's really what yeah. I'm here to talk about. And I think it's, it's for those of us, those of you who don't know about what we do, um, I, I'd invite you to – Sort of contact me or just do some Googling. Learn. We do a lot of things for golf courses. And um, and a lot of it is, whether it's research, we spent almost $2 million a year just on research. Whether it's education, just start engaging with us and just learn more. And then we can hopefully turn that into a relationship where we can help you more at, at your core site-specific needs and things like that. It's not do just you want to work a booth in November or do you just want to come to the show? I just want to come to the show. Look at that! He's like, "Dude, I go sit here all day and have these." Um, we'll I, I worked the I worked the booth at the PGA show. Oh my gosh, it's brutal! It is <laughs> brutal. Did you have a lot of people come up to the booth? What? Some? It, 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 the first day was bad. Yeah, first day was bad. They didn't get the Peters out. People got tired. Oh yeah, people get tired. Yeah, and when you're in Orlando and it's seventy-five plus, yeah. It has an impact on attendance. Absolutely, I think, yeah. so. I think so. You have interlocking, yeah. um, some other places right around yeah. here. That, um, and then the second thing, if you already know about us, we're constantly sort of examining what we do. We want to hear from you. What do we do well? What don't we do well? What would you like to see from us? Because you know, you may know the single agronomist in your area that you see. Yeah. Okay. But behind that, there's 20, 30 people who are supporting that, providing information. Um, following up, you know, whether it's technology, whether it's, you know, doing those reports, whether it's um, creating um, tweeting, all that stuff is, is we have a lot of resources to support what you do. And if you want to engage with us and tell us what you want, we can try to make that happen. So we're not just, I think for a long time, people saw us, saw us, saw us offering one thing. Just a course visit, just half a course day, visit. full day, that's but all you we, get. Yeah, we have a tool, we have... We're dev- I mean, maybe we'll come back and talk about something. We're developing this cool little tool, this measurement tool. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. supposed to get that for – we were going to do those for our locals. Yeah. We'll, work on, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll work on that. So that's a little tease. Huh. All right. Um, so that, like that might be pretty cool. I mean, innovative product. We'll firm up a little bit more of that right. information yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, innovative products. Um, 
people behind who, who can help um, and, and work. I, I think the big thing that I see in USGA overall is for 120 years, whatever, we did, we did the same thing over and over again. But I think we're now evolving. We're questioning what we do. We're evaluating what we do. And for a long time, we didn't care. You know, we, we didn't really have the, um, I don't want to say this the wrong way. Um, we really want to make a great impact to golf. Yeah. Okay. For the good of the game was our slogan for a long time. And, but we did it in a very specific way. Now we want to meet people where they are, yeah. what their needs are. And whether it is rules <laughs> or, or or the green section, yeah, we we do feel like there's some flexibility and some agileness there. I mean, to, to use the business word um, to sort of say, hey, talk with us. We'll listen to you. We may not always respond or, or in time or but uh, or, or give you what you want, but we're listening. And and w- the more we talk to people, the better we can develop things yeah. that can help you in the industry and golfer. Because that's ultimately that's what it's about. Because ultimately. You know, we want to have, make sure the golfers have a, come to your course, enjoy your round, um, and we're focusing primarily on, on first first um, tee to the 18th green because that's our that's our strength. But you know, whether it is um, able to provide uh, the same amount of conditioning with with better resources or more efficient resources, whether it's pace of play, anything like that, we want to try to help you guys with. Yeah, I think the thing that I've learned in the couple times we've spoke is that. It's a feeling, maybe more so than anything you could ever put in print for anybody to understand, mm-hmm. of of flexibility. Yep. And that's kind of what I've picked up on in the last 18 months, especially in conversations with you and with Tyler. Um, and it kind of excites us from a chapter perspective on what we can do to continue to bolster and work yep. with the USGA. Um, we pride ourselves on being, you know, like the benchmark chapter for GCSAA. And so having you guys local helps because – we're, we can be a good benchmark for you guys to yep. use or a, um, you know, a demo program or anything along those, a beta test, if you will, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So I think that was one of the reasons we wanted to get you on, um, which is one, just remind people that the USGA is there as a, as a resource for them yep. um, in a lot of different ways and that they're not just stuck in New Jersey. Um, they're local. They're moving. We've got a couple yep. guys here in the Carolinas. The part of the headquarters is going to move to Pinehurst in the next five, six years. Um, the RNA division, if I'm not mistaken. R&D, sort of the R&D. equipment standards will be there. <laughs> I said RNA. R&A. <laughs> Don't say RNA. For, no, I'm just kidding. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, R&D, uh, not R&D. It's actually equipment standards. Okay. Uh, so they t- test the equipment. Is that Iron Byron's moving? Yeah, Iron Byron's moving. I was going to bring that, yeah. <laughs> we get to see him. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then, um, you know, and then we'll see who else, who else. I mean, certainly having so many championships in the Pioneers area, at, at Pioneers itself, I mean, so many opens is, is going to probably um, have some people there. Who knows? We could have some green section representation. Hey, I'm so, a big yeah. fan of the back to back. I don't know how that worked out for y'all, but the women and the men, yeah. that was awesome. That mm-hmm. was a hell of a two week stretch. Is, I think I, I think I, I loved it. I was there uh, part of both weeks. Me it too. Was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was, and the cool thing I thought was how well Pinehurst did in terms mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Um, transportation. It wasn't like any other golf event that I've been to. Okay. Um, but I didn't have to park in the fields and ride the bus in, so maybe I feel a little differently about well, it. I got to ride Pinehurst has a lot of grounds for, for that. So that's, yeah. it's, it's like an ideal spot in so many ways because there's so much room for yes. it. Because people don't realize to host a U.S. Open on 150 acres, you probably need quadruple that just for the infrastructure. Just mm-hmm. for the stuff y'all bring in. Yep, exactly. 
That's why I think everybody's talking right now this week. We're recording this during the Masters, but the no grandstands. Can you the help? feel? Can you help us with press pass? Oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> can you get us credentialed? How do we? Hey, do we hey get me get... out of this hostage situation first, and then we'll talk. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, we've been, you know, as media personalities here yeah. with the podcast in the turf industry for three years now. We okay. need to qualify right, for well, some we'll, media credentials. We'll talk. We'll talk. Where's the open this year, Alan? I don't know, but we're going. Where the is U.S. It open? Year? Yeah. San Diego. Oh, yeah. I got a place to stay. <laughs> San Diego. I'm, look, I'm, that, I am seven hey, days. It so, happen, it so happens I still have contacts in the communications department, so we'll, 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 talk, we'll, we'll work on an arrangement later. Please do. Steve yeah. Wilmot, I don't know if you're listening, but we're not coming to the Heritage this year now. Right. <laughs> um, oh, no, it's, to piggyback on what you said, you know, we are, we're a small group. I mean, we, we, we are, we're a large group in terms of some of the things we do, but ultimately to cover a, a country with 100 14,100 golf facilities. We need help at the local level and, and, and organizations like yours, keep, uh, having relationship things are, are very important for doing that. So I, I would welcome the opportunity to work together to see what we can do because ultimately to reach all these courses, we just can't do it ourselves. And don't forget, I mean, people need people and the USGA is full of employees. Mm-hmm. Don't just look at the brand. You know, right. there's some great people. Yeah, there are people and people that are working people. really hard exactly. right now. For and they're all hardworking. The they all have a dedicated to the mission. I mean, it's mission driven. It's, we don't do it for the money. I mean, that's it's not. He's lying again. Tim is. <laughs> Tim is. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I love nonprofit work. It's <laughs> Did I, did I sound like that? No, that, that. no, 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 no. no. I, 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 I have that meter meter high too. So yeah, but I, I you know, I, I in that case, I, I sincerely believe it because it is it is true. I don't. Yeah, we're just joking here. No, I, I'll say it and just to correct Big Al. I used to work and did fundraising for junior golf. Okay. And in the game of golf, if you're going to get passionate about something and raise money, it's to get more kids in the game. Yep. Since being here for over a decade, I will tell you, I'm probably more passionate about superintendents than I ever were getting okay. more kids in the no. game just because I've said it a number of times at the facilities. When you get down to water shortages and toilets getting cut off and things of that nature, and the last last employee and the first employee at a facility, if you don't have a product to play on, you got yeah. nothing to sell. Absolutely. And so it, it, it all kind of starts there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think at the heart, you know, golf is a game that really elicits passion, whether you're a player, whether you're working it. And it just so happens we we came to uh, the group of us at USA came together for whatever reason, but we have that one mission in mind, and we want to help help golf courses provide better experiences for golfers. All right, Simple, what's your handicap? Technically, I my last index before I played um, forty five holes last year, hmm. so um, and I didn't post them. I didn't post any of them because I don't have an index. Uh, but my last index was uh, four seven. Oh wow. <laughs> That's why he's not posting that job. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Yeah. So uh, well, didn't I didn't just say a hundred dollars a month and you can post at nine hole facilities now, can you not? Uh, you don't have to finish nine hole rounds. You can play four or five holes and get a score. Again, uh, I should I should have another rule. I'm not gonna talk about handicap. <laughs> <laughs> New rule. Rule number five. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna add the rules up as we go. So that's rule number five. I hear you. All right, well with that, thank you so much for your time. I think we may have a uh, part two of this coming up soon. No doubt. Um and maybe what we can do is get you back on and with a guy who's using Deacon and have a little back and forth discussion on how it's improved the facility. Perfect. Anytime. Thanks Appreciate for your time today, thank you, sir. Harvey. No, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-4-WEEDS.
476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullen underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullen Weeds Podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolina's GCSA or the show sponsors.